are listening to the Scaling to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Christina Bernhard, and this is episode 127. We are talking about three best types of ads for coaches specifically. So with Facebook ads, you know, Facebook ads can be for e-commerce or info marketers. If you are a coach, you are likely in the info space. So you're selling probably digital products. These might be courses. You might be selling group programs. You might have, you know, masterminds, maybe even one-on-one coaching or services. So those are the kinds of things that we are selling. So our strategy is going to be different. So we have different goals and different purposes than e-commerce. So we're going to use ads differently. So if you are a coach looking for ad support, our doors are open. So we are an ads agency. I really try to keep the doors open and try to always hire ahead of time. So we don't have a wait list. Of course, at some point, you know, if there's too much, we will have to implement a wait list, but we work really, really hard to not have to do that. So if you do need any support and you want to apply to work with us, you can do so at christinabernhard.com slash discovery. And I'll put a link in the show notes there. So let's get started on those three types of ads. So the first type of ads are going to be lead generation ads. So if you have an online business, if you are practicing online, you're likely going to want to generate leads and have some sort of system that's always generating those leads. Now on the back end of that, you're going to also have some sort of system to nurture and eventually convert those leads. But from an ads perspective, we need something like some sort of process where we're constantly having those new leads come in and that's where ads come into play. And this is basically where you are building your email list. So if you have freebies already built, this is usually the best way to do that is that you circulate some sort of freebie. I like to start with one and then take that one, test the different variables. So you can test copy, you can test images and different creatives, video, you can test different audiences and just really dial in that freebie. Because one thing about this type of campaign is this is our main ongoing campaign that we usually always have. So we always have that lead generation campaign going. And that's why you really want to take the time to test out all the different variables and really dial it in as much as you can, because the bulk of your ad spend is going to go to our top of funnel lead generation campaigns. And since this is the bulk of our ad spend and the main driver of getting people through our funnels, then we really want to make sure that we have the lowest cost per lead possible without hurting the quality. So a higher cost per lead isn't necessarily a bad thing as long as those leads are high quality and they are converting. So it all depends on if it's converting. So if you're trying to figure out what is a good cost per lead, that really depends on what your conversion rates are and the entire formula. You really want to look at the full picture before really deciding if a cost per lead is too high or too low, but we do want to make sure that we're getting it as low as possible without hurting that quality. So if you do have more than one freebie, I like to start with one really dial that in and then you can add in a second one. Now, if you do have a larger budget, then you can absolutely do this simultaneously. This is going to depend on your budget as far as if you can do more than one at a time. So if you're just kind of starting out and you have a lower budget of maybe a grand or two a month or something like that, then you're going to just have enough to be able to start with one at a time. The reason that you're going to want to eventually test more than one is because since this is our main ongoing list building campaign that we're going to put most of our, like a good chunk of our ad spend is going to this one. Then we do also want to see which freebie 
performs the best as well because the freebie itself is also its own variable. So if you have more than one, it's a great thing to test. So once you have both of them dialed in, if they're both pulling in very quality leads and one is cheaper than the other, then that might be your main one that you're going to scale and put most of your ad spend towards. And you might want to pause the other one. It really depends on the situation. If they have the same purpose, like if they are attracting the same ideal client to go through your funnel, then you can just stick to one, just stick to the cheaper one, especially if it's significantly cheaper. So that's the first one is your lead generation campaign. So this is definitely like everyone has one of these. I actually have a few clients that this is all we do. This is all we run is their lead generation campaigns. They just have those ongoing and we're constantly testing things and we're trying to drive lots of traffic through their funnels and they get great returns as long as their funnels are converting. So the back end of it is just as important. Well, if not more important than the front end. So the traffic part, getting quality traffic is actually the easier part if you have someone that knows what they're doing with ads. The hard part might be for you is getting those leads to convert. It's definitely a science, but it is doable. So I don't want you to get discouraged because most of the time in my experience of just talking with people, having people on discovery calls, chatting with people and DMs and things like that, it usually lasts longer than a lot of people anticipate. So I say that just to not discourage you and just be in it for the long haul. My clients that do the best, every decision that they make is for the long run. And it's been like that since we started working together. And I have clients that have constantly made those kind of decisions. And it's like, we can't fail now, which is crazy. Of course, they still have launches that don't go as well as they wanted them to and things like that. But for the most part, it's actually really hard for us to completely flop because we have put so much work into the data and the long game and that we've really set ourselves up. Those accounts are set up so well their offers are super dialed in. Like all of this needs to be with this long-term attitude whenever you're diving into this stuff. So that's the first one is lead generation campaigns. The second one are events. So these are going to be your webinars. So I'm using webinar as an internal word, but these might be workshops, live trainings, maybe challenges, summits, whatever you call them. So your online events, these take a decent budget. So we like to spend a lot of money on these and I like to test lots of audiences. So it is a little bit easier if you do the same events like each season or something. Like if you do the same event once per year or maybe twice per year or something, because then we can just get better and better at this one campaign. So with events that are live events, I'm not talking about evergreen right now, although this could be evergreen as well. So I'll talk about that in a minute, but for live events specifically, where you have an actual date of the event that has a certain end, then these campaigns are, you know, live launching. So they're not ongoing. You don't have as much time to really test all of the different variables. You have this like, you know, 14 to 21 day period that you're going to be running this campaign. And so you have to structure your campaign in a way that you're able to test a lot while you're running this one-time campaign. So just keep that in mind, but it is easier whenever you do have the same events that they don't have to be very often, even if you just did it yearly, because my clients that I have where we have webinar campaigns that just nail it. A lot of times it's a webinar we've ran before. So really figuring out what works and what doesn't. One thing that you can do also is test out different titles because titles really resonate differently with people. 
So sometimes my client will have a very similar event as far as like the content being very similar and things like that. But maybe six months later, they do change the title of it and have just a different angle, a different hook that is grabbing people. So that can be a really cool thing to test as well, because sometimes just by switching something in the title, it can have such a significant effect on the performance. So those are going to be your events. Now, if you have an evergreen webinar, then same thing here. This might actually be your lead generation if you're using a webinar for your lead generation. So every funnel looks a little bit differently, but also for evergreen webinars, same thing. We also put quite a bit of budget towards those as well. Those you just have when they're evergreen, you just have more time to test more things. So it's definitely not a bad thing to go evergreen. I do recommend to live launch before you go evergreen. I have lots of content on that. So if you're interested in going evergreen or you have gone evergreen, it's not going well, um, definitely check out some podcast episodes I have talking about evergreen webinars. So the third one is going to be your retargeting campaign. So what these are, are direct response ads. Typically they are to your warm audience. So they might be to all of your warm audiences or like all of your custom audiences, everyone who has engaged with you on social media, maybe everyone who's been to your website, all of those audiences, or it could be a very specific audience that had a specific action. So you could decide to only retarget your webinar signups, or maybe you want to retarget just people who went to the sales page, things like that. So these are going to be your retargeting campaigns. These can be used during launches or they can be used during evergreen campaigns. So the evergreen campaigns, meaning that these campaigns are going all the time. This is usually a very small portion of your budget, but it's the content here is super, super important. Content is important everywhere. So don't misunderstand, but like with the retargeting, we usually have lots of different uh, retargeting content circulating to people who are you know, on the fence, depending on what audience we're targeting to get them. It's, it's supposed to support the funnel and just help get them over the fence, keep getting them back to the sales page. So this is during launches or this is ongoing evergreen. And this is also another thing I want to point out here is this isn't to replace a follow-up. So you have to still have your follow-up sequence. You have to still be showing up on social media during your launches, things like that. This does not replace all of that. This helps complement and support all of that. So I just want to make that clear. Sometimes there is that misconception and you might be quite disappointed if that's the case. Sometimes clients don't want to do this campaign at all, which is perfectly fine. They like to put most of their budget to the top of the funnel. That's perfectly fine. And sometimes we only usually, unless it's an evergreen campaign, we usually only run this, you know, for very specific sporadic times throughout the year, depending on what's happening during that time of year. So those are the three main ads. If you are a coach, meaning you're in the info space, these are the three ways that we are usually using ads. So we have our lead generation campaign. That's going to be your main driver. It's going to be most of your ad spend. That's your top of funnel. And then we have your events. So just filling those up, whether they are live or evergreen, And then you also have your retargeting campaigns. Now, there are lots of other types of campaigns that we do. These are not the only ones, but these are the main ones where most clients have these, at least the top two for sure. 
So if you have any questions, you can definitely reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me at Christina D Bernhardt. So I'm always over on Instagram. And also if you want to see about working with us, you can also apply at christinabernhardt.com slash discovery. Whenever you apply, I try to be super, super fast in getting you a scheduler. So I like to have the application. So we'll review the application, make sure that we are seemingly a good fit so far. And then we get on a call together and just see if we really are a good fit or see how we could help you answer any questions you have. So definitely check that link out uh, if you're interested in that. And I will see you guys next week. 